With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast, 247 Sports. Steve Robertson joining on joining us on the Out of Bounds Show. The SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by the all-new Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson and the Nissan Rogue, the crossover. It's an all-new uh, body style for the Nissan Pathfinder. You'll love it. Check it out this week. And the show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems, roofing.ms. Steve Robertson joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve Scott Berry retiring. Christian Ostrander will be their next head coach. Uh, Talk that Jay Johnson reached out last year. He said no. And uh, do you think he was on Chris Lamonis' short list, the pitching coach and future head coach at Southern Miss? Well, I think he had to be, right? I mean, you know, I mean, when you look at the job that he's done, you know, at Delta State and Jones and, of course, at Southern Miss, I mean, you know, people in the industry have a lot of respect for uh, for eyes, and not just because of his ability to develop pitchers, but to identify them and then kind of find the puzzle pieces to put it together. He is a big, big, big component the Southern Miss machine, and I think it's an obvious choice. You just go ahead and elevate him. And there were some rumors last week, you know, people were asking me uh, when I was on the road, hey, do you think Ostrander is a candidate? I said, well, yeah, I think you got to make a phone call. And I found out that um, maybe it's not contractual, but it's kind of understood that he was kind of the coach in waiting there at Southern Miss. And so I think that'll be a very, very tidy and quick coaching search for the Golden Eagles. Okay. He's, he's a talented talent. I mean, Scott Berry was talented. And like you said, so is Christian Ostrander. Uh, man, something about that that blood and Delta State water when it comes to baseball. And, of course, Jeremy McClain, the AD, playing there 
at Delta State, too. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. Okay, so as you size this thing up, um, you feel like Chris Lamonis will be back. Um, so basically, if he if he's identified a pitching coach that's in the postseason, then it could be a little while. If not, then what? He can name one next week? How do you see it? Yeah, it could go like that. I mean, obviously, the, the guys they want to talk to officially, you know, are, are still coaching, you know, and everybody's still fighting for their conference tournament and a chance to get into a regional somewhere. And so, yeah, that, that'll complicate things a little bit. The longer it goes, I mean, the more difficult it becomes in some respects because, you know, the portal's fixing open up, you know, for, for transfers for baseball. And so, you know, you, you got to go out there and get some pitchers, as you and I know. They've got to go out and they, they certainly got to go get a couple guys that can help you on a weekend, at a, you know. And so you got to be able to tell them who's going to be coaching them. And so, yeah, that's something you got to work through. And I'm sure there will probably be some, you know, back channel agreements before anything is made official. Cause you and I both know nobody in college athletics um, ever gets offered a job if they're ready to take it. But um, the reality of it is I know that Chris Amonis has already begun doing his due diligence and there's already been some back channel conversation with some people. Uh, so I, I think this thing will move rather quickly, but, it'll move quickly behind the scenes. And then once, you know, once that coach's season's over, they'll make an announcement shortly thereafter. Mid-major? Yeah. I, I suspect that'll be the case, but that they're on the list, I'm sure. You know, that uh, you know, there's some guys out there, obviously, that may get head coaching opportunities as well, you know, that are that are on your list. Because you you got to get this one right. I mean, you can't go out there and get a scratch and dent guy and hope for the best. you got to get a proven guy. So, but I do think it'll probably be a G five guy, and you, you probably got to do some things contractually too. You probably got to give a guy, you know, some assurance. Hey, we'll give you a two year deal, and that way, you know, hey, you're moving your family here. It's not a deal where you're going to be looking for a job next year and not at least have a little coin in the bank. What do you think Scott Foxhall was making? Four to five hundred? Uh probably north of that actually. So, you know, it's uh, state state had the highest paid coaching staff in the country. Uh, when you factor in the assistant coaches. And so uh, Jake Gautreaux and Chris Lamonis and Scott Foxhall made a lot of money. They've done some big things. Last two years, not as much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, State's prepared to write a big check. Do you think they'll they'll go north of four or 500000 So th- this G5 guy could be making a hundred, right? I mean, there's not that much money in baseball. Nobody makes any money. So as much as we love it in this state, uh, I mean, I think that's part of the hiccup, right, Steve? They don't want to. They won't. They don't want to pay out five million to Lamonis, Gotro, and Foxhall, and then immediately bring on a head coach, several assistants, and in-house guys, which is seven figures, all in basically five minutes, right? Well, and you have to buy out their contracts, right? You got to buy out the guys that you're letting go, and you got to buy out the, the contracts, the guys you're hiring. You know, so it's not just the you know, the checks to the guys you're saying goodbye to it's checks to the to the companies or the uh, schools you're you're taking a coach from you know everybody's got some assurance and to your point too i saw some numbers i think yesterday that just a couple of years ago a few years ago that ostrander was making uh, less than a hundred thousand and so they're missed good you lord know? yeah i mean you look at that and you think about all the time away from their families and things like that i mean obviously there's bonuses and things like that they offer people but you know, if you're coaching college baseball below the power five level, you're doing it because you love it, not because you're getting rich. And so that's, I think, I think it makes the state job a little more attractive is that, hey, this is a Mississippi State program that is a blue blood program that is committed to baseball, that is willing to write a big check to get you to come there. And, 
and uh, had dinner with my wife last night. We were talking about, you know, some of the people and I was, you know, so-and-so's making X, you know, X thousand dollars, whatever. And uh, she made a comment and she goes, yeah, if they wouldn't take that job at state, their wife would probably divorce them. You know, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're making a hundred grand now and you could make upwards or close to half a million dollars next year. Yeah. Let's just take the chance, you know? And so I think, you know, money talks and we all know that. I mean, that's how life works. But when you're a guy on G5 level, you know, you're basically middle income or upper middle income. And now you have a chance to, uh, to really in, in, improve the situation for your family and advance your career. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a three to $400,000 swing for a guy in a sport that there's not a lot of money, Steve. You're about to quadruple somebody's salary. Uh, you're, they're going to, they're going to take your call. Okay. So multi-year four to 500,000 minimum. Um, do you think Chris Lamonis can do this? Identify the right guy and and really, who cares if anybody's heard of him? Because the overwhelming majority of us, I mean, there's 300 pitching coaches out there. Uh, not everybody knows all these guys. All right? So you, you, he, could, he could hire a guy that nobody's heard of who is excellent, right? So what, do you think Lamonis can pull this off? I do, and of course he has to. But in, and to, to your point, Bo, it doesn't matter who state hires. They're going to be half people will say, oh, this is a complete joke. Why sure. don't get this guy? Not knowing anything about him, not knowing who he's developed or who you know, who he's worked with or anything like that. I mean, that's just the nature of social media these days. But, but yeah, I, I think he can. And, and the thing, too, is that you look at what happened last weekend, and, and they needed a good weekend. They needed to go down there and be competitive. And, and, you know, midway through the game on Sunday, you're thinking, you know, it's going to be tough to win fans back just winning one game down here. I mean, you won one, you felt good about it. But if you could win two, you start thinking, okay, well, maybe – maybe we're taking some steps towards riding the ship here. And a lot of people were, were for kind of selling last week that the team would quit. And uh, based on what you saw Saturday against Arkansas, it was probably some credence that line of thinking, right? I mean, you know, that they did not look like they wanted to play baseball. And so they go down there to LSU, they get down, you know, 13 to four and come back and win a ball game. It's kind of hard to argue that he's lost a team when something like that happens. Yeah. I, I think there's, so I go back and forth on Jake Gotro. I mean, I, I would keep Jake Gotro if he wanted to stay, but I wonder if Jake Gotro feels like, hey, I, this has run its course. I, I need to find any way I can find to get to get at. Not that he doesn't love the place. It's been good to him. He's been good to MSU. But do you get the sense that Jake's going to tr- just really, really attempt to get out I don't know that I would go that far, but I think his agent will probably work overtime just to see what his stock looks like. I mean, if there's some head coaching opportunities out there, I mean, you're you're a lot more likely to get head coaching opportunity as a sitting assistant coach than you are as a fired assistant coach, right? I mean, not that he's in any danger of being fired, but my point being is that you know, if his stock is going to be higher this year than it is next year, then his agent's got a responsibility to his client to go find him a job. And so yeah. that's something you consider, you know, but – you know, I, I know I heard from Jake uh, this weekend after the series was over, you know, and, and, you know, Jake is committed to Mississippi State. And same time, too, Jake's got a family to take care of. And so you never rule anything out. I don't think he's actively looking, but I suspect his agent is probably on the phone just kind of seeing what the opportunities look like. And you're confident Jake's at a half a million plus? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Multi-year. That's a good deal if you can get it in Starville, Mississippi. They're not worried about the beach trip or the mortgage, okay? Um, if you had to call it, 
Gotro stays or goes? If I have to call it, I think he stays. Um, of course, the right opportunity comes along. You can never rule anybody out because most he- most assistant coaches want to be head coaches at some point, at least give it a shot and try it out and see if they can get it done. You know, but, uh, you know, Jake told me last year, he goes, you know, I can't leave here until this thing is fixed. You know, there's, there's a pride and element. There's the competitive nature of all these guys. You know, it's like I'm not going to leave here and uh, after winning a national championship and, and, and leave it a mess. And so, you know, Jake feels a sense of responsibility for this team. And uh, at times, this offense has been very good. And other times, it's been kind of non-existent. And, you know, Jake's a guy that wants to win. And so I think there's that element of it, too. I don't think it's, you know, necessarily where you say, well, I've done all I can do here. I think Jake realizes that there are some things that he can do. Uh, but I also think, too, that, you know, you know Jake's got a responsibility to, you know, to his family, to do what's best for his family. But Right. But I don't think that he's just, you know, chomping the bit to get out. Okay, Steve Robertson, uh, Jeans Page 247 Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This interview is brought to you by Bulldog Burger and Ridgeland Startle and Tupelo. So, I know they need pitching, but let's go the the core four. All right. Ross Highfield's staying. He's the glue. Uh do you, how do you feel about, because there's a lot of ebb and flow and it will start literally on Sunday, as you know, um, or Monday. Dakota Jordan, Mershon, and Hunter Hines. Handicap the trio, but then the, the foursome, counting Ross, coming back. I think all those guys want to stay. You know, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you know, obviously Hunter and Ross and Dakota are very close. And, you know, Rashawn is a guy that's been a catalyst this year. I mean, goodness gracious, he got on base six times Sunday against LSU. You know, and so I think that's a big aspect of it, too, is people always want to factor in NIL, and it's certainly a possibility. It's not the issue in baseball that it is in basketball and in football. People just aren't going to spend that kind of money. That's not just so they won't have an opportunity that's not to say a third party won't contact them and at least test the waters, but uh, I think there's a really good chance all those guys are back. Okay. If they are, what do you, what do you think about Slate Offered? I know people have beat up on him at third base, but he looks like he's got, I mean, it looks like he's got some skills and some talent, Steve. Well, he certainly has some ability. You know, it's just a matter of getting it out of him. And there have been some days he's played exceptionally well, but more times than not, it's been uh, inconsistent. I mean, even Sunday in a game that, you know, states come all the way back and all you got to do is get three outs and you think the game is over and you, you make a big error there that's kind of unnecessary, kind of rush to play a little bit. But, yeah, I think the guy's got some potential. Now, whether he realizes that at Mississippi State kind of remains to be seen. But I think you're Kirsten Monmouth, you have to go get a third baseman out of the portal. Mm-hmm. You have to, whether, whether Slate offered stage or not. You got to go get a third baseman and uh, provide some competition there, and you may find a guy that's better. But I mean, how long has it been since State has had you know a lockdown third baseman? A decade? I mean, it's been forever. It seems like you look at other positions and and you can put together an all-decade team and feel really good about that group. But you know, I think third base has really been a question mark for State for for the better part of a decade. You've mm-hmm. got to go get a guy that can be. Uh, a plus defender, but also bring some power. Okay. So, you know, at least half the fan base is going to raise hell about him coming back. But at this point, you're, I think you're at 100%, aren't you? I'm probably 99, you know. I'm probably 99 at this point. And, 
And you and I have talked about it. I mean, even back when State started 0-6 in the conference, I said, nah, he'll be back. He'll be back. And, you know, barring a complete disaster, and in some respects, we've certainly flirted with that, you know, complete disaster, but never in the history of college baseball, in the history of college baseball, has a national championship coach been fired two years removed from a national championship. And I don't think Mississippi State's going to be the one to go make that history. Now, Ole Miss may do it next year, but I don't think Mississippi State's going to do it this year. Yeah. Well, and you talked about it. I mean, it sounds like not just $5 million. Once you go get everybody and bring everybody in, you could be talking $7, 8000000 million, buying people out. That is, in a sport that doesn't make much money, I mean, Mississippi State probably makes a little bit of money. What do you think State makes a year? A million to two million on baseball or more? Oh, well, right now I would say not that just because of the fact that, you know, you, you sold those seat licenses to build a new stadium. So you've got a ton of non-revenue producing seats there that, uh, you know, kind of have you right around, you know, the Mendoza line. But uh, I think most years State does make baseball, but the last few years State hasn't made money on baseball just because of the fact that, You've got so many non-revenue producing seats. Those li- those licenses will be up here in a few years, and then all of a sudden those seats start making money for you again. So, I got you. Right there. There's not there's not a lot of money in the bank to offset, you know the the amount of investment you'd have to make for a coaching change right now. Okay. All right. Um, let's switch gears for just a second. I may go back. Um, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, I don't want to say what's wrong with LSU and in baseball, but um, I mean, they've still, they're still in a good spot as, as far as postseason and all of that. But uh, they got absolutely taken their Their bullpen got taken to the woodshed outside of, you know, and really outside of schemes. Uh, what'd you see last weekend? Well, it's two weekends in a row. You know, that, that's the thing. You know, it's like, when you're when you're dealing with the best coaches in college baseball, breaking down film and looking at tendencies, at some point they get to you. Baseball's a game of adjustments, not just in game or in weekend, but in season. And I think Jay Johnson's guys are in a difficult spot. Not that anybody's fixing to get fired, but you got the biggest payroll in the history of college baseball. And this team may not make it to Omaha, which I think makes all of us kind of take a deep breath and maybe pause this NIL conversation a little bit and you think, wait a minute, it's even worth it. You know, to go out here and you know beg for two million dollars and go put this thing together, and you go get Tommy Tanks and you get Paul Skeens, and then if you don't get the ultimate prize, you begin to ask yourself, what's the return on our investment? We could have done this without spending that kind of money, right? Uh, but there's some holes in that LSU team, and you know I, I've been saying it all year. Something is just not right with this team, and I don't know if it's not you know you bring in a b- bunch of mercenaries, and there's not necessarily that esprit de corps that you expect from guys like you know we talk about Hunter Hines and Ross Heifel and Dakota Jordan. I mean those guys are not just committed to Mississippi State; they're committed to each other. And you go out and you get a bunch of dudes and you put together an all-star team that doesn't always you know lend itself to building cohesion or chemistry. And so you, know, you look at this team and say, okay, well you ought to be able to get away with Paul Skeens every time you go out there. He's only got one loss all year now with South Carolina. He got ambushed out there. Uh, but outside of that, there's nobody you look at and say, this guy's a difference maker. Ty Floyd is a, is a good pitcher, and he pitched really well against State on Saturday, but State had their opportunities. But if you ever get into that bullpen, it's trouble. And that's the thing I, I share with some LSU media. Like, I was getting ready to leave, and uh, the little student assistant guy that was sitting by me to help run the scoreboard, he asked me, he goes, he goes, hey, Mr. Steve, he said, uh, you've probably watched more SEC baseball than any of us. Can, can this LSU team win a national championship? 
Uh, you guys don't want to hear this. This team has no chance to win a national championship in its current state. Absolutely no chance. If this team ever gets into a loser's bracket, they're in trouble. Uh, based on what you've seen from this pitching staff last two weekends, if Paul Skeens doesn't throw, do you have confidence they're going to win? And everybody's put their head down. Uh, they all they all see it. This team has problems. And when you get them out of that ballpark, they're in trouble. That offense will be swallowed whole in Omaha if they're lucky enough to get there. And it's not going to be a situation. You say, well, you know, you play the SEC, you know, and so you're always kind of uh, super regional ready. That's just not the case. I mean, you're, you're going to more times than not a super regional, you're going to face three really good arms, and LSU can't counter. LSU doesn't have three really good arms to counter a super regional. You kind of, you know, you accept the fact they're going to win with schemes on the mound. But you still got to win another game. And who do you trot out there? And who do you feel good about in order to win two out of three? And if you ever, if Paul Skeens ever loses the ball game, they're finished. All right. I think we'll leave. Who's your coach of the year? Van Horn, Butch, somebody else? Well, I would say Dave Van Horn. And, and then Butch probably is my second because you look at the injuries that Arkansas has had, and here they are, number three team in the country, and about to have a top eight national seed and, and put themselves in position to go to Omaha. It's going to be a weird year because I think, you know, I don't think there's anybody to look at and say, hey, this is the most dominant team in college baseball. But if anything, the last two years have shown us is that there are no regular season national championships, right? You got to go win it in Omaha. And I think this Arkansas team might be the one nobody's talking about that's got a good chance to do it because of some of the things we talk about. That is a very strong core group of players, and they have worked the portal to kind of fill their gaps rather than build a team. And I think that's really the methodology that works, is you supplement where you're deficient in the portal. You don't go invest your entire roster in the portal and trying to put together some super team. This doesn't work that way. What do you know about Kevon Lee, the running back from Penn State that Arnett and Barbet and crew landed? I like him a lot. He's kind of a Dylan Johnson type, and uh, you know he's not going to come in here and, and supplant Woody Marks, but I think he is a role player, a guy that can be a depth guy. I think it's a good get for Mississippi State, uh, and I like how he handled it too. You know, nowadays we've got all these look at me guys, and you know we we don't do the press conferences, but you know sometimes there's a ticker tape parade and things like that just for a kid announcing his commitment. This guy just kind of quietly went about his business and enrolled for summer school, right? I mean, no big announcement. No big interview, no big story. You know, didn't go on uh, you know Fox News or anything to announce his commitment. He just went and said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi State." And mm-hmm. so I, I like the way he's going about things. But yeah, he's a depth guy, and I think in this scheme, I think uh, they'll know how to utilize him. But yeah, he's he's a complimentary back in many respects to Woody Marks. I mean, Woody is uh, Woody's the guy, and Simeon Price is the guy come along. But I think this kind of eases some concern about losing Dylan Johnson. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. See you. Okay, so the uh, the show is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Speaking of cryotherapy, which is amazing, uh, you can get it at Core Cryotherapy and Wellness in the township. It's right across from Samra, which Blake built. Um, in the township in Ridgeland on Holland Colony. Core Cryotherapy. Core Cryotherapy. C-O-R-E. And it's uh, Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Cryotherapy is awesome. really is. Uh, it's amazing for your body. It only takes three minutes. 
And uh, you can do it during lunch hour. It's easy. Makes you feel better. And um, they'll walk you through everything. They've got a great, great staff there. Core cryotherapy and wellness um, in the township, uh, Sombra. And they've got IV therapies, too. Uh, you know, a dozen plus IV therapies. And I've had several. Blake dove in and got one a couple weeks ago when he was sick. And so that's cool, too. IV therapies powered by core cryotherapy and wellness in the township across from Sombra. Cool. Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. And uh, great text today and interaction. Love for you to follow us on Twitter at Bowbounds. And uh, thanks for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify and searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Uh, we're going to have Michael Alford on tomorrow, Florida State Athletic Director. Looking forward to that. Have a great day. Mudbugs is open. Shrimp and crawfish. And don't forget, the, according to Fred Smoot, and he's right, the famous charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. We'll see you tomorrow.